Hello, everyone. We want to take this opportunity to say thank you. As you go at the Golden Boot, so do our needs, but we cannot do it without you. We ask that you continue to like our posts, share our content, and subscribe to our YouTube, Facebook, and other social media platforms. You may also visit thegoldenboot.com for the latest merch. If you would like to make a financial donation, you can do so through Cash App at Money Sign Golden Boot or through PayPal at paypal.me slash golden boot. We look forward to bringing you more laughs, knowledge, and entertainment. And again, thank you for your endless support. Sincerely and respectfully, the Golden Boot team. The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome to an episode, another episode of the HBCU Hour. It's your boy Pooh Bear. Uh, seem to be having some technical difficulties right now. I can't hear anything. Um, but, 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 let me try some things out. Let me see some. I can't hear. I don't know what's going on. Um, y'all, hold y'all. Bear with me for a second. Let me try to see if I can work through this. Hey, I'm back. Uh, I don't know what's going on, man. I can't hear nothing. Uh, backstage, my guest backstage. Can you hear me? If you can't, give me a thumbs up. Okay. So I, I, it's just me. I don't know what's going on. I can't hear a thing. But, 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 let, while I try to work through this, let me go ahead and get started, man. First off, Welcome back, man. Sorry we had to take a brief hiatus, man. We got a lot of things going on. Travel, uh, health, um, uh, just dealing, trying to trying to spend time with family and stuff after being gone. Uh, but we are here, at least I am here right now. Um, my co-host, Mr. Aunt Petty Marshall, is uh, handling some other business of his own right now. So we're going to try to power through this thing. We're going to try to power through this thing. Let me see. I got to figure out what's going on with my audio because this is going to be a very unique show. I'm going to be talking to my guests and they're going to hear me and I ain't going to hear nothing they saying. And that's not good. Um, let me figure out what's going on. This has got to be something with this computer. But let me get started by saying, uh, first off, like we say, every, every show, uh, 
first off, guess who's been Zach? <laughs> As always, we are thankful for everybody who tunes in, who's watching. Uh, we appreciate all the support. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share. If you have any comments, questions, uh, anything of the such, please, 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 please feel free to drop them in the chat. We'll take care of them and, and get you handled as soon as possible. Uh, all right, man, we got a nice little show in store. Um, I'm going to have to adjust, though. I got to figure out what is going on with my audio. Uh, I don't want to have to restart this thing. Yeah. And say, so he, I'm here in spirit. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. I know we, we all know what's going on. Uh, what is going on? This is This is really... Driving me nuts, system sound. I'll put input. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea what is going on with my audio. But, 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 let's go ahead, power through, and I'll try to figure something out. Uh, first off, first off, uh, on the football side of things, former LSU Tiger, Oklahoma State, and most importantly, Alabama A&M alum D. Anderson has signed with the New Orleans Breakers. This unites D. Anderson back with um, Akil Glass. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, we can see those two make big things happen on the field in the USFL this uh, this upcoming spring. Uh, look forward to seeing that uh, seeing that matchup. Um, we have joked around before. We would love to see uh, Coach Taylor. Also, be able to migrate over to the uh, <laughs> USFL Breakers and, and reunite with them. Of course, that can't happen. Uh, was not going to happen right now. He's already doing double duty with the Vegas Vipers, and then uh, he will be back with the Alabama A and M Bulldogs uh, this upcoming fall. Uh, right now, speaking of that football, spring practice has begun. Uh, we are working on getting a list of all the spring games. Uh, that are going on in HBCU when they take place. Uh, spring games, right, that we can tell as of now, begin on April 1st. Uh, you've got several colleges right now that will have uh, games on April 1st. Um, and the latest we've seen is April 23rd, I think is the latest I've seen. Uh, 22nd, I know for sure. I think the 23rd that um, there's one school that is doing that. Uh, outside of that, on the 21st, uh, the day before Grambling spring game, uh, they will be hosting a coaches clinic on April 21st. Uh, that is April 21st. Uh, the oh, okay, just got, but that is the uh, a coaches clinic at Grambling. Uh, Mike Zimmer will be there. Um, you've also got uh, I only have the list in front of me, but the, you have several college coach. You have two NFL coaches, several college coaches and some high school coaches from the uh, Louisiana area. Uh, Aunt Marshall chimes in, says that uh, Coach Taylor was relieved of play calling duties with the Vipers. I hate to hear that. Um, I know he had them in the hunt in several games uh, and then things fell apart. Uh, speaking of being relieved of duty, uh, Coppin State. And Juan Dixon have decided to part ways. Um, Juan Dixon, we know, was a standout player for Maryland. Uh, came to Coppin State with a high, high um, expectations. Um, people felt like uh, he can change things, make things, he get, get things going in the right direction. Uh, unfortunately, um, Coppin State has been, for lack of better words, um, 
rocked by a scandal um, that was late. Um, well, it happened a while ago. Uh, the news story kind of broke a little bit late. And um, that story, I think, has uh, contributed to uh, his departure. Um, also, they did not have the season uh, that we expected. So it wasn't looking too good for him. Um, unfortunately, he has had to part ways, or Coppin State has had to part ways with him. Um, hate to see it. Uh, hope he bounces back. Uh, hope things get better. And look forward to what's next. Um, also, moving on in the basketball realm. I know it's March Madness. We're going to get there. We're going to talk about it. But, man, I do want to talk about this. Uh, HBCU All-Star Game uh, is going to take place on April 2nd. Um, right there in the middle of Mar uh, Final Four. Uh, the roster has been set. Let me pull that up for you now. But uh, the one thing that did stand out for the HBCU All-Star roster, uh, although winning the MEAC, uh, there were no players from Howard on this list. Um, but here are the teams. For Team uh, Dr. Dick Barnett, uh, which consists of MEAX, uh, SIAC, and independent HBCU All-Stars. Uh, you got the man himself, Joe Bryant Jr. from Norfolk State, Chris Bl uh, Bankston from Norfolk State, Isaiah Burke from Morgan State, uh, Brendan Medley from Bacon, uh, I'm sorry, from uh, North Carolina Central, uh, Brendan Bacon Medley, I'm sorry, Brendan Medley Bacon from North Carolina Central, uh, Sam Simmons from Coppin State. Listen, Sessoms, I'm sorry, Sam Sessoms. Let me tell you about Sam Sessoms. This man scored virtually almost every point, it seemed like, for, for Coppin State. Uh, every time you turn around, he was scoring points. They needed points, he was scoring them. Uh, but Sam Sessoms. Uh, from Coppin State. Then you have Nathaniel Pollard Jr. from uh, Maryland Eastern Shore. You got uh, uh, Demetric Horton from North Carolina A&T. Marquise G uh, Godwin from Hampton U. You got uh, Junior Clay from Tennessee State. You got Greg Boyd from Skeegee. Excuse me. Kerry Richardson from Morehouse. And Elite Bowles from Savannah State. That team will be coached by uh, none other than, hey, it's got to be the man himself, Kenneth Blakeney from Howard University and uh, Benji Taylor from Tuskegee. That's who that team will be coached by. Now, Team Willis-Reed, which consists of SWAC and S uh, CIAA uh, teams, is going to be led by Cameron Kristen from Grambling State. You got, uh, I always mess this dude's name up, man. Uh, <laughs> Brian Whitley. I'll be saying Breon, I don't know. But uh, Brian Whitley from Southern. You got uh, Jordan Carl Nichols from Texas uh, Southern. You got John Walker III from Texas Southern. Sean Doss Jr. from UAPB. Dontrell McQuarter from the Big Bad Braves at Alcorn State. You got Will Douglas from Prairie View. Terry Collins from Mississippi Valley State. Marcus Garrett from Bethune-Cookman. You got Robert Osborne from Virginia Union, Terrence Hunter from, I'm sorry, Ter Terrence Hunter Whitfield from Virginia State, Corey Williams from Lincoln, and this team will be coached by Dante Jackson of Grambling and Jay Butler of Virginia Union. So 
those are your two all-star teams. Uh, look forward to seeing those that, that game uh, being played out. Also, if they do it like they did it last year, they will also have a, a HBCU combine for the basketball side as well. Um, so look forward to that. Um, before I got some more on, on basketball, before I do that, I want to get my guests in so I can ask them, because I, I want them to chime in on this as well. But first, if y'all would, bear with me. Give me one second. Let me try to see if I can handle some of these uh, technical difficulties. Let me see. All right. Do I got some? I ain't got no, no, what's calling music for y'all? No. Do, 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 do. Y'all give me one second. Hey, sorry about that. I don't know if y'all can y'all hear me. Can y'all hear me? Y'all give me a thumbs up if y'all can hear me back there. Y'all good? All right, y'all ready? I don't know what's going on, man. The devil is big. Got all kinds of technical difficulties going on. But we're gonna push through it though. All right, can y'all hear me? Y'all still here? Y'all still with me? All right. So as I was saying, last episode, we made comments about uh Hampton. 
and what we thought they should head back to the to the Miak or not and and everything. Um these gentlemen reached out and said basically said, uh, hey, we like to give our side of it. We like to tell you, tell you what we think being Hampton, Hampton men. You know what? That's a good idea. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never want to put words in nobody else's mouth. I'm going to go ahead and bring them gentlemen up. First off, bring it to HBCU Hour. We want to welcome from the HU Pirate Ship, Mr. Jeff Hamptonite Johnson and Tariq Big Reek Wilson. Welcome to the HBCU Hour, fellas. Thank y'all for joining me. Hold on, fellas. Hold on, fellas. I might got. <laughs> I might. I'm gonna have to do this kind of old school. I don't know what's going on. It's all good. Fellas, how y'all doing tonight, man? I can't. I don't know what is going on with my computer. It's all good, bro. <laughs> yep. Thanks for having us, man. Absolutely. Bear with me. Take your time. Hampton, are you watching it at uh, Hampton uh, Howard game with uh, Kansas? You know what? Someone told me to uh, let the rivalry go <laughs> just for the game. I'm like, heck no. And the reason why is because when we played UVA, they was clowning us the whole game. You know, the last, our last tournament appearance. I'm not glad they got whooped. <laughs> I'm always pulling, pulling for any HBCU first, even if it's Howard. I can't. Yeah, even. I mean, I'm, right. I mean, I'm pulling for him, but I ain't pulling for him. <laughs> All right, I got a slight delay on my end, so y'all gonna have to forgive me when I if I I may I may answer a little bit late. I don't know what's going on. I can't hear nothing from from the headset. I actually had to put a Bluetooth in to, to hear from YouTube. So it's it's I don't know. Listen, but I ain't gonna stop the show. That we we that's not what we not gonna do, <laughs> fellas. Thank y'all for coming on. How y'all doing, man? And and, and appreciate y'all for for coming through. Oh man, yeah, we appreciate this. Appreciate you for having us, man. <laughs> cool, man. I like that. Yeah. So that that so okay. So we're, we're detecting some Louisiana, correct? I guess he's still on Bluetooth. Well, so okay, there we our go. show is is Louisiana centric. Uh, sure, sure. I'm actually from Alabama. Okay. Okay. I'm um. I was born and raised in the Gulf Coast, so okay, kind of. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm from Georgia. That, I'm from I'm from Georgia, so I I understand. Yep, so, I'm from New Jersey, so I'm way up so, there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, go ahead, go ahead and get your little thing. We oh. know what we're gonna say. <laughs> I don't know much about Jersey. All I know is uh, uh Jersey Mike's. Uh, <laughs> um. Number two, New Jersey Drive. Stop. <laughs> Great movie too. Stop it. <laughs> so, um, you want to start it off, Reed? Yeah, yeah. So, just Hampton um, and the Miak. So, yeah, on our most recent podcast, uh, podcast we talked two. about that. How do I sound? We still good? Okay, sound like a little right. a delay. So, 
Yeah, we were talking about that um, on our latest podcast about should Hampton uh, go back to the MEAC or, or or just our thoughts. And um, I think um, there's a lot uh, to like about the CAA and what we've seen so far. Um, you know, we haven't really been super competitive since we've well, only been one year, right? We haven't been super competitive um, in the CAA or the Big South for that matter, but um, it's a good league. And um, as we've seen, like today with Ch- College of Charleston, even though they lost, they had a, a 12 seed in the tournament. Um, we saw Hofstra, uh, they beat Rutgers and the NIT at home. Um, they got UNC Wilmington. They got a lot of good teams, a lot of good um, um, high level um, teams in the CAA. So if we can get our stuff together and compete, um, we'll also be able to take advantage of, of the respect that the conference gets. Um, football, they had uh, five teams, I think, make the playoffs this year, mm-hmm. uh, four or five. Um, so we can be a part of that. That'll help us as well. And um, um, so, yeah, I think, you know, the conference is highly respected. And if we can win within the conference, we can take advantage of that and have some postseason success. Also, you know, their social media is on point. Um, they highlights and all kinds of stuff. It's almost it's a high, well-produced um, yeah. system. And we still play our rivals. So, yeah. you know, we play mm-hmm. Howard every year. We play Norfolk State. We, we get to play A&T, of course. Um, so there's a lot, you know, in it mm-hmm. for us. We just got to be more mm-hmm. competitive. That's my quick 30-second spin. Yeah, so, no, no, and just to kind of piggyback, um, I think when people say, you know, Hampton going back to the MEAC, um, people don't understand that the MEAC was never Hampton's home. Never was a home. We, are, we started in the CIAA, and that's where it felt more. That was our home. But when we became to outgrow the CIAA, um, when we moved up to Division One, our president at the time, uh, Dr. Harvey, immediately said that he wanted to go to the Colonial Athletic Association, otherwise known as the CAA. And this was on public record. Him and uh, Dr. Dennis Thomas, the former MEAC of the, for the former AD and MEAC commissioner, they wanted to go to the CAA. And this is back in 96, 97. So this has been going, they've been trying to get in this league since uh, well over, what, 25 plus years. And now that we're finally in it, you know, it's, you know, it's Dr. Harvey's dream that we're here. But unfortunately, we haven't been competitive in the MEAC since the 2000, I would say maybe 10, honestly. And so when people say we need to go back, I think they're only looking at it from a small from a small perspective. We were never competitive in football since 2008. That's when we won three back-to-back NEAC championships. That's when it ended. But our auxiliary sports, which is basketball, track, softball, volleyball, have been very successful. And so when we were successful in the MEAC, no one said anything. But then the minute we jumped to the Big South and the CAA, we did have some success in our auxiliary sports. But nobody really talks about it from that perspective. It's always, well, football ain't doing nothing. And, yeah, football has been underperforming for years in the MEAC and the Big South and the CAA. So that is just the main thing that every – oh, did he, did he drop out? But I guess we're still live. So. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep going. So. <laughs> so, okay, so for all the listeners, so another thing is, 
No, you good. No, I'm trying to I'm trying to see if I can bounce this uh bounce this uh this audio. Okay, there you go. That's right on point too. There's no delay yeah. or anything there. Yeah, yeah. So another thing is that we have to be honest. And Hampton University honestly wasn't drawing flies when we were in the MEAC. Real talk. Delaware State wasn't bringing no fans. Morgan State weren't bringing in any fans. Um, you know, who else Reek wasn't bringing nobody? Um, South Carolina State might, maybe, yeah, if we're winning. Yeah, if we if they're winning. And Norfolk State, you know, even the rivalry had gone still. So from a business standpoint, we're saying, all right, well, if the MEAC team, think, if the fan, our fans ain't coming to the games and their fans ain't coming to the games, if we jump to a different conference, Richmond may be bringing will bring in fans to Armstrong. William and Mary will definitely bring fans into Armstrong. Delaware will bring fans in. So I think it was more of a business decision and a competitive decision that Hampton, you know, chose. And honestly, it's I mean, it I would say it's been pretty fruitful. William and Mary um brought in a, a nice size crowd. Richmond did too. Richmond brought in a very good crowd for a homecoming. So from the economic uh, standpoint, I would say it's a great move. I think that our president underfunded the program. I want to say the president, our former president. He underfunded the athletic program for years. And so now that we're, we see that what we need, then that to, to us is a true test of trying to build something to stay relevant within the CAA. So, yeah. By chance, was the underfunding uh, a, a purposeful kind of thing to kind of steer in a different direction? or <laughs> You want to answer that, Reed? I think it's um, probably just, uh, I mean, most people at, you know, at Hampton I want to talk to, you know, felt that things were underfunded in, in certain ways. I mean, Hampton, you know, they, they have a big endowment, but, you know, um former regime they were pretty tight with the budgets and wallets so every everybody had to do more with less and i think that extended to the athletics program as well so um yeah the, the people had to be resourceful and you know a lot of times it worked out um but hopefully i think they know that to compete with the caa you've got you can't do that same thing i mean we always look at look at the um the staff sizes just mm -hmm. that alone um mm -hmm. we go to the administrative uh, uh, page website on any CAA team and look at the size of the athletic uh, staff. You know, mm -hmm. it's just double, triple uh, what we have or any HBCU has. So you can't. There's no more doing more with less. Like you, you gotta fund it to to be competitive there. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I think what we've noticed so far is that. The new president that just came here, just uh, he hasn't been on the job barely, what, six months, maybe less than that. He understood it immediately. He brought in a person who uh, our, our new athletic director who um, has CAA experience. He he was at William and Mary. He was at Old Dominion. And then I think his last um, his last stop was at Yale. He understood immediately what Hampton needed. And so now he's putting, it's going to be a while, but he's putting in a lot of things that are necessary for us to be competitive within the CAA. For starters, we got finally got our sports information director. 
We got um, specific strength and conditioning coaches for mm. certain sports, which is huge. Like Hampton always had um, just one strength coach. Now well, strength coach will be for all the teams. And I just think that this was something that was probably, uh, you know, that I would say that old HBC way, do as you told type of way. And so now it's like when you're in a new conference, you have to understand what is what is successful. And so, yeah, we got multiple strength and conditioning coaches for multiple sports. We um, we have a different type of media team that's here. So there are things that we're seeing that we've never seen before out on, on our campus. So this is what I would say the old regime honestly didn't, didn't even think to do. It was just more, well, they, he, I, I would say this, Dr. Harvey won on thrift during the Joe Taylor years. He won, he, he got six MEAC turn on uh, six, six MEAC championships plus uh, a Heritage Bowl uh, championship on thrift. You know, he had multiple coaches doing multiple things and um, he had multiple jobs and he won based upon thrift. Then our basketball coaches, Pat Bibbs and Steve Murphy won on thrift as well. And so he tried to parlay that formula um, the last couple of decades and it's fallen flat. So now it's just more like we under we have a president that gets it. You know, you have to spend money to make money. And so I think for us, when they say is Hampton gonna come back, it's more about it's more about you we haven't even attempted to try and be competitive because we've been underfunded based upon the previous regime's uh, vision, you know? Gotcha. Um, you see that question down there? That's yeah, yeah, question. this actually actually my co-host uh, uh, who couldn't be uh, with us. Uh, but he says, man? other than fan attendance, why is the CAA It's an easy question. That's easy. Easy. I mean, you got, oh, easy. Okay. You got yeah. the D.C. market, Philly market, Baltimore market, New York mm -hmm. market, okay. North Carolina, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. You got that whole... The biggest media markets on the East Coast are all mm -hmm. within the footprint of the CAA. Mm -hmm. So, so other than, I mean, so the MEAC right now, currently you've got Virginia market, North Carolina market, mm -hmm. uh, DC market. So what is it? Is it what, like the Boston and what's the other one you name? Uh, New York. New York. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, let me ask this, because if I'm not mistaken, and just because I am I don't I don't know a lot of history on, on Hampton. I know the name. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows the name Hampton. <laughs> um, but just on the this isn't the first time that Hampton has left uh the MEAC, is it? No, mm, no, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, Hampton was you know, if you want to, if you want to laugh, like it's kind of double Dutch, ain't it? I mean, in, kinda, in the 2000s, you know, in the 2000s, Hampton was trying to get in the ACC. Oh, yeah. wow, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, 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 and we can let me tell you about how, how Hampton, honestly, like if I can kind of give you like what Hampton was in the MEAC. Let me put it to you this way. Our former president, Dr. Harvey, who, who was at the school, what, 40 plus years. Mm -hmm. He was like Jerry Jones, you know, Jerry Jones. Like he was like literally the type of, he was the type of president that was walking on the field from the box, mm -hmm. from the box to the field, standing by the coach. <laughs> who does that? And his athletic director when we were in school was Dr. Dennis Thomas. You know, the former MEAC commissioner. That was his right-hand man. That was his goon, his main goon. 
So then when Dr. Dennis Thomas left and went to the MEAC, you know, Dr. already already had his hand in the MEAC with Thomas. And so he had it for so long that he literally got his way for so long. And so then when Dr. Thomas stepped down, uh, Sonia Stills came in and she was a Hampton alum too, who was very familiar with Dr. Harvey. So honestly, man, I just, it's like this. Dr. Dennis Thomas and Dr. Harvey did have a beef when Hampton finally left for good in the Big South in, what, 2017? Mm -hmm. And uh, Dr. Harvey felt that he shouldn't have to pay an exit fee. And Dennis Thomas, nope, you're going to pay the fee. You know, it's like we've been dealing with, and it's like, it it felt like two friends finally just had, I'm done with. You know, so Hampton has always been, I would say, the program within the MEAC that kind of spoiled, spoiled rotten, said, you know, said, well, you know, got kind of get what they want, but at the same time was somewhat successful. So, yeah. yeah. Um, about, so one thing, and, and like I said, I, mm. everybody knows the name about Hampton. Sure. And, you know, and, and we know, you know, people know some of the history and stuff, but as far as like the culture of Hampton, <laughs> It's very kind of, it's kind of, you know what I'm saying? If you're not in that inner circle, you yeah. know what I'm saying? People is like, you know, hey, mm-hmm. you know, wait, wait, wait. H-U, which one? Nah, mm-hmm. we ain't rocking with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's well, kind of like that. Uh, tell me yeah. a little bit more about Hampton. Mm. Okay. Uh, Rick, I'm sure you could probably bring up the book of teeth stuff. Yeah, oh, well, somebody actually know, just brought that up. Uh, yeah. uh, Hampton is the all of yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. He's, he's Hampton most famous alum. So yeah. Um I'll I'll I mean if you familiar with his worldview, I think a lot of that still carries yeah. true with Hampton. Um yeah. he was a relatively not nah, he was a conservative guy, yeah. uh, had conservative principles, and Hampton still holds true to a lot of that stuff. I think mm-hmm. some of it. Um, not a hundred percent, but yeah. I mean, it's conservative school straight up. If I, I didn't yeah. know how conservative it was until I got there. I was like, whoa, it's funny. I'm sorry. I mean, cause it's funny. Yeah. I actually, I was taking the African-American studies class and there was a question on there about Booker T and about, it was along the line by his conservatism. And I missed the question cause I read it. And I was like, it ain't no way mm-hmm. that's, and then and I was like, Get the, it was like, I guess we all got something to learn, but yeah, yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, he's the most famous alum, this big statue of him in front of the cameras, but they don't really talk about what he said or what he believed mm-hmm. in. And then you might be like, wait, who's this guy? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I mean, so at least the you know, uh, the, the school still carries a lot of that energy, um, with mm-hmm. it. So, but it's still a HBCU. Um, it's still black people of all stripes. Yeah. Um, and it still has that same feeling of, yeah. of, of an HBCU. Like my sister, for instance, she went to Howard. Uh, we all make mistakes, but um, she went to Howard. Yeah. And she had to take some classes at Hampton. Mm. And um, she was like, it, it feels just like Howard of the South. Like I can't tell the difference between mm. um, the two from the students yeah. or anything. So it's yeah. still HBCU and it still has that. I still love the school and, and for mm-hmm. what it did for me. My brother went to yeah. Norfolk State too. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I have a lot of, I know all about, you know, the, the thing. So Hampton is an HBCU. It's conservative and, but it's right. small, insular mm-hmm. for the yeah. most part. But, you know, it's, it's very professionally run and has a really mm-hmm. good, um, um, uh, reputation for for how to yeah. do that. 
So I mean, yeah. it's it's still a, it's a good school, but small, conservative, and relatively uh, isolated, insular. That's how I would describe it. Oh, absolutely! No, you you hit the nail on the head. Literally, what makes Hampton different is yes, it's conservative, but it's also not in the hood like some of the like a lot of our HBCUs. Like, um, unfortunately, yeah, I, I, yeah, but you know, it's not the hood, it's more like a working class area that unfortunately some of them couldn't really keep up economically. Hampton is kind of like it's on the peninsula, so it's away from everybody. Mm. So, it has so just the that whole setting right there kind of sets it apart, I would say, from the community, which kind of gives it a uh, holier than thou, you know, type of feel to it. But um, I would say just from my own perspective, um, I'm from Atlanta, you know, so I came up like I grew up on Morris Brown, Clark, Atlanta, you know, Fort, Va uh, Fort Valley and Ski, you know, all of them schools. So, you know, so I, I used to see the, uh, go to the Atlanta Classic every year. You know, I used to see all that. Mm -hmm. So and, you know, I'm and so being from the South, you know, everything just felt, you know, the culture from the South was just totally different. I went to Hampton because I had cousins up there. So, okay. you know, and I was like, okay, this is different. But when I got there, the first thing I noticed was, you know, it was kind of like button up, you know. It's like very button up, very uh, family oriented. And it's the type of school, honestly, that Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, wouldn't coach. Like, they wouldn't want him, want him at um, Hampton. Or because... Wearing like they literally would say, "Don't be wearing them chains on the campus." Uh, sir, sir, yeah. sir, don't yeah. be coming, don't be coming on here, story mess. They already be after me. No, 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 Mr. Hamptonite, Jeff Hamptonite said uh, Hampton bougie. That's why it's different from everybody. No, I'm just playing. Oh, it is. No, it is. It is. No, no, it is. It is. It is. No, no, it is. no. We, we, no, we are. We. Oh God, it's like I'll put it to you like this. I had a uh, dude in my dorm drove a Ferrari. You know, I was parking it on campus. <laughs> We're sitting there like, who are you? Right. Wow. You know, oh yeah, so, yeah. I, I had dudes there. I remember this one dude, and he was uh, his father would drop him off in his jet, in his private yeah. jet. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, for me that wasn't my existence. I was there on the hook of the. I didn't know how I was gonna stay from semester to semester. Yeah. But like, there were some kids there. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Exactly. So it's like you trying to figure out who are these black folks that's coming here with all this money. Mm. And and so it's it's a lot of that at Hampton, and it's no shade, you know, because no, I I, yeah. I say a lot of stuff in jest, you know, saying yeah, you know, trying to yeah, yeah, no, 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 and no, and you're right. And, but but seriously, the, them the uh, them uh, I I got a new name for them, but them them uh, primates be. Uh, you know what I'm saying? In the mentions. Um, man. No, no, no. They, they came out. Are they dying falling. down a little bit? Are, are they falling back? Yes, no, they they still we we did a we did a uh, <laughs> we did a show after the whole thing about wanting the, the Colorado band to play yeah. like a HBCU and we yeah. snipped it and put it on um, yeah. and put it out there. Yeah. That was our most viewed TikTok. Most commented TikTok. And it was, and I'm, I'm saying, and they was, we was called everything. I was told, you know what I'm saying, because we young, we don't know no better. Um, I was told that we just haters. 
why don't you let the man go? Why don't he let HBCUs go? And that, that's you. the whole point, you know. But it, I, you. I get it. I get it. Thank you. I get. Thank and you. I, I, I got a new name for them. DDRs. The last, the R stand for riders. Y'all. Can <laughs> <be the worst. laughs> hey, bro. <I> like that. <laughs> hey, look. Dion would get no play up at. I would say, listen, above North Carolina. Nah, it, it wouldn't work, man. So. I, I, so when you mentioned something, you said, uh, and Big Rick, you said, uh, yo, your sister went to Hampton, I mean, Howard, but she took class in Hampton. She said, um, Hampton is like the Howard of the South. Um, it's funny because being in, in, in Jeff, you, Georgia, Alabama, we consider that the South, and I, I know yeah. Virginia is technically considered the South because it's the uh -oh. Mason Dixon line, uh -oh. but it's like. Uh-oh. How far are Howard and Hampton from each okay. other for it to be considered? You know, I, no, I wasn't going to go about the South thing. You know? oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, go, yeah. Go she, was saying, she was just saying that really because she couldn't tell a difference between – she was like basically saying it's the same school. Like I can't tell a difference between the two, two yeah. students. Mm -hmm. um, but they're really three three miles apart. No, three hours apart. Yeah, okay. And um, But it's unless they're playing the game, you know, you don't really deal too much with Howard. But – so many of Hampton folks settle in the D.C. area. Mm -hmm. So that's when the rivalry kind of keeps going. Like, I didn't really, I mean, I thought it was, you know, cute rivalry until I lived in D.C. for almost yeah. 10 years. And yeah. if I wore a Hampton shirt yeah. around D.C., man, I mean, it's how a, they had the best, the best yeah. jokes, the best everything. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. I, I would, because I would, someone would say something snide, and I was like, what are you talking about? And then they yeah. looked down at my shirt, and they said, oh, you went to that school. I mean, it was all yeah. day. Wow. So the rabbit yeah. is real in it, as, as far as that goes. Um, even yeah. my grandmother, yeah, ninety, and a lot of her cousins went to 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 Howard. Yeah, uh, to, all, almost all her cousins went to to Hampton, and they hated Howard mm. back in the forties and thirties. Mm. Yeah, so so people in my family yeah. were mad at my sister for going yeah. to Howard, mm. and they yeah. still that thing still mm. goes to this day. Because back then, yeah. remember back in the fifties. Howard was really riding on top at Thurgood mm -hmm. Marshall, all that stuff. So mm -hmm. Howard thought they really were better than everyone else. Yeah, and treated people accordingly. So people wow. really hated Howard back. Then. Howard just is it's just in D.C. That's it. And I mean, and let me keep it real. Let me be honest. Howard is in my blood too. My mother was born at the hospital on Howard's campus, and my grandfather went to Howard. When I said I went to Hampton, he was like, "I don't want to talk to you no more." No. You know, no, 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 real tight. No, no, you want to go down there? I don't, I'm not sending you no money. And no, 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 because I think it's honestly, it's sometimes it goes a little bit deeper than just, you know, I would say the, you know, back and forth banter. Sometimes it's more of an intellectual battle, which mm. I can't stand. Like, honestly, I have co workers that I work with, and we sitting here debate, we literally debate for hours on this nonsensical stuff between Hampton and Howard. These are two great institutions that, you know, serve, serve the community. And, you know, it's, I mean, fists get thrown when you talk about it. I'll just keep it that, wow. keep it like that. All right. I, I do want to take it back to the, to the sports side of, of things sure. real quick. Uh, sure. My man, Ant says, uh, so is Hampton home? We in quotations now uh, in the CAA, or is this temporary stay until the right conference comes available? There's nowhere else to go. We ain't going nowhere. There's nowhere That's else it. to go. So CAA is <laughs> so 
Unless you go into a power five, and we ain't ready for that, and no. there's no appetite to go back down. So, CAA is it for no? It, you, you got to look at it this way: like Hampton wanted to leave the MEAC in 1990. Well, they didn't even want to join the MEAC when they went Division One in 1996. They wanted to go immediately from CIAA to the CAA in '96, no. and and it, and it was on public record. So. I mean, the MEAC to them was never what they wanted, and they tried to get out of it multiple times. But um, I would say for Hampton, they don't ever want to go back with their tail between their legs. Honestly, I don't. Mm. And you know, I think for them, it will be a blow to the morale. So, like, uh, so it's more like an ego thing than. Oh, oh, huge ego thing because I mean, can you imagine us going back to the MEAC? How you know every program. Ah, look at you. Ooh, ooh, couldn't even make it. Now, you're back over here. And I I understand what you're saying. All the conversations that have been had, even kind of what spurred us to have that conversation Mm -hmm. on our show, everybody talking about it is like, I won't, you know, saying we won't help them back because, and this mm-hmm. is, and I think everybody speaks out of kind of knowing a little bit of, about the, you know, say Dr. Harvey stuff, and yeah, but they speak more out of uh, even even with the rivalry because even some higher folks I heard mm-hmm. them say it was more of a, I don't like seeing Hampton like yeah. this, not as competitive as they yeah. should be. Yeah, and yeah. so it's, it's more yeah. out of it's more out of yeah. a love thing yeah. than a, uh, than a, you know yeah. I guess I guess I can say love and ignorance than out of yeah. a uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying out of a yeah. y'all need to come back so yeah no no and and you're absolutely right about that because me and Reek like it took a lot of out of us watching us get pounded by a lot of these programs and I'm talking about it was it was bad watching teams just come into our stadium and then go up 20, you know, before halftime. And watching their fans, you know, like, you ne- I've never seen another PWI program come into our stadium and then start walking around our campus and going, you know, to our little Chick-fil-A or going to our little Starbucks on campus like it's theirs. That was, that was weird for us, you know. Like, our homecoming at Richmond, you know, we had, uh, you know, I don't know, HBCU coming, homecomings, the Greeks out there stepping, you know, looking the concerts over here, you know, during the game. And, you know, we saw a ton of Richmond fans out there, you know, enjoying it. And, you know, we're kind of like, hold up, you a guest here. You know, it's like you having a little too much fun out here. And we was getting beat. So, you know, it's like, oh, so you kind of get upset. You're more like yeah. – you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, but it's like you can't blame the coaches because the coaches are, you know, they were underfunded, you know, for for decades, honestly. And now it's like, okay, we understand that we got to take care of, you know, these programs, you know, so that we could be competitive. And it was, it was very embarrassing watching us getting blown out in basketball, you know, softball. So, yeah, you and you're right. You know, we, we definitely agree with you guys on that. So yeah. I got two comments. Uh, sure. I'm sorry, Rick, you have some? Yeah, you know, I do think what you said about people like, you know, hate seeing us get beat like that. I've heard that too. I mean, yeah. I, I, people do want, it's fun when Hamptons win and or competitive mm-hmm. and, you know, we don't want to see anybody, HBCUs, HBCUs go out and get, 
beat the way we've gotten beaten at times. So I, I have heard that too, that sentiment. And I know a lot of older alumni, oh. they want to go back. I mean, they, oh. they, they're done with it right oh. now. So if 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 we woke up yeah. tomorrow and Hans just said we're going back to the MIAC, I'd be like, okay, I got it. I mean, yeah. I, I, would, I think the a lot old, of people would be yeah. happy with that. But the I'm old alums ready. Yeah. They like, man, yeah. all right. I'm, I'm, the, old, the, the the kids more like they 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 with it. But yeah, I think, and I know I'm guilty of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of a lot of it is looking at HBCU situations with PWI eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, this conversation. Um, it's no secret. We, you know, I, I'm a you can see it behind LSU fan. <laughs> it's all right. If Alabama losing and having, I could care less. <laughs> I wouldn't care. I would hope. I hope they. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I hope they die and burn it. What? What? what <laughs> saying? Yes, I, yes, I got them. And I hope then they hope they burn hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no. But with HBCUs, I can't look at any particular Ooh. HBCU and be like, I hope they lose and suffer. It's right. like, you know what I'm saying, they haven't losing season this year, but yeah. I hope they bounce back. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying, it, it, you can't, you, it, that, and I think that's what's so unique about yeah. HBCUs as a whole. Um, yeah. But like I said, it's, it's you know, so it sounds easy to say, you know what I'm saying, just come back to this conference and stuff, but mm. it's money involved. It's, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying, different contracts involved and, mm. and stuff like that. So, like I said, it's, it's when you look at it with PWI, you know, some PWI eyes, you mm. know, what I'm saying, say, oh, it's easy to do that. But then, mm. you know, saying so you start hearing the mm-hmm. background of stuff, it's, it's mm. hard. Yeah. Um, I do, you know, what I'm saying, I got two comments. Adam Spencer, what's good, Adam? Appreciate you coming through. He said, Would we come back to the MEAC if the MEAC got a financially viable TV and more financially viable celebration bowl? Former Hampton student. No, 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 and no, no. I would say absolutely not because, and let, let, let me let me preference it this way. Um. Now, okay, I think Hampton would think about it if it got into the level of what we saw, uh, like it got to the level of what we saw with the SWAC and surpassed it when mm-hmm. Prime was there briefly, and. I think we would think about it, but I don't think we would actually go back because I feel that Hampton has already made Hampton. This has been 20 plus years of Hampton wanting to be in the CAA. And they now that they're there, they're trying to build it out, you know, from a economic standpoint and from a competitive standpoint. So, no, we're going to be here for a while. Hey, and also remember what the Hampton administrator said and the A&T administrator said. So it wasn't just about sports. Yeah. It's all about the prestige thing. Yeah. To be associated with uh, or to run in different circles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's the, so when you're running with, you know, (laughs) what is worth William and Mary, Villanova's, Richmond, Uh, you know, those kind of schools, that's enticing to a lot of folks. So that's also part of the equation is to get close to these research one universities. So that's the thing that Dr. Harvey and I used to talk the most about was like the the other benefits other than athletics, but just the educational benefits and the circles you'll be running. And so for that reason, 
Unless it's a complete economic yeah. disaster, I don't see it happening. Yeah, it's more of a status thing. Yeah. Yeah. That plays into my man. And next question. He said, How does Hampton how much oh. does Hampton care about wins and losses, or are they just content with being in the conference they want to be? Mm. And I think I think this is a two-part because it's, it's yeah. I think it's a, a fan side, then it's an yeah. admin side, which y'all are kind of talking about. Um, well, go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll start with it. So uh I'll say with the new the I'll say from the president's perspective, I don't, you know, just his new slogan for the school is uh the best student uh experience in America, something like that, right? Mm. So you cannot have a good student experience when your athletics are terrible. So like there's a an economic component to like having a competitive team. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think you want to win and increase the school spirit. Like when Hampton, I mean, this March Madness, right? When Hampton won that tournament game 20 years ago, I mean, that was a huge boost to the school. They still mm -hmm. reaping the benefits from that to mm -hmm. this day. Yeah. So, you know, it you and, and all those when Hampton was winning with football, I mean, that was a good advertisement for the school. So mm -hmm. For that reason, uh, you've got to win. Second is yeah. like the athletic director, you know, he's a sports guy and he plays sports at Hampton under Taylor, really competitive guy. And he wouldn't take the, he wouldn't have taken the job if Hampton wasn't serious about winning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the school does want to win. I just think like the people that just left, I hate to bring them up. Like, yeah, you know, there was so much other stuff going on at the school yeah. where sports just fell by the wayside. Yeah. Man. yeah. Like, so yeah. <laughs> that's a whole nother show, but yeah. it was just not a, 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 a important thing. So I think the people that are in charge now really do care. I, I do want to throw this. I, and Joe, I'm gonna let you. I do want to throw this right. out there. There's a strong correlation between winning championships and having winning seasons and your enrollment going up. Oh yeah, it, all yeah. schools, yeah. all levels. Yeah. I don't care. There is a strong correlation. Yeah. Yeah. Even even in high school. So yeah, no, 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 no. You you're right. Um, I think um, when we won that, uh, when we won uh, against Iowa State as a, a 15th seed, I think our enrollment went up about 20. percent You know, because I think our zenith at that time was what 6,500 reach. Something like that. Yeah, you know, sixty-five. Now under three thousand or something, right? Now, I mean, under three thousand. Yeah. And honestly, um, and we hate to kind of harp on the old regime, but it was that old school method of, you know, it ain't that bad. Just sit down and be quiet. Go go sit around somewhere. And so it bled over into athletics. Like y'all can win with that money. Just win, you know. Just go and do something. And so it turned into. Uh, and, and so Hampton was run um, with that uh, a thrifty mentality, and it was more about win with what what you got. And it just was never competitive. So uh, the new president understands that he is bringing in students now who care more about the university first, and is building a new set of students who actually care more about athletics mm -hmm. and care about everything involved with the university. Yeah. I, and one other thought too about the sports, like the MIAC, when we were playing the MIAC, like you had the definite tiers in the MIAC. Like mm -hmm. if you were really good in the MIAC, you could win and compete with anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
across all sports. But once you get down to the middle tier and the bad, I mean, those are some of the, those teams just aren't good. Yeah. But just watching the CAA, like, every week, man, these teams are good, man. I mean, yeah. even the quarterbacks, like, uh, on third and ten, that guy is not throwing the ball into the dirt. Like, no. it is going to no. where it yeah. goes. It will check down the progression yeah. and hit the tight end yeah. for 12 yeah. yards. Keep the ch- yeah. I mean, it is yeah. – every game is a, another level. So, if you really yeah. like the technical aspects of sports, like, yeah. it is top yeah. to bottom yeah. better but- – Good meat, good swag, or good, yeah. but yeah, we like, talk about even, this all the time. We talk, it's like this you think about it the majority of our HBCU programs. When you look at that quarterback, he's what six feet, kind of running around, has an arm, but you know, it's like it's kind of hit and miss when he throws it. The linemen in the meat and swag, too, very big, very heavy. You know, they can move you, but, you know, if they're not, I would say, proportionate. Whereas when we played William and Mary, I was on the sideline. They were all uniform, 6'5", 6'6", uh, very lean, and they were moving our guys. And this, but this, was, this was years ago. And we're sitting here saying that's exactly what we need. They had tight ends, multiple tight ends, multiple sets. You know, uh, they were, they literally, just like what we said, third and 10, third and 15, they were throwing it and, and, and converting. And this is just something that we didn't see at, at, on the MEAC level. You know, mm-hmm. you would see if it's third and 15, you going to the concession stand. Cause you know, you about to get the, you know, it's like they about to go on defense. Whereas we noticed with Richmond, William and Mary, Maine and Rhode Island, when we played them, uh, their quarterbacks, uh, well, the offensive schemes were tight end efficient. Uh, the offensive lines were all uniform. The defense was sound. And you kind of got the sense of it was more of a, I would say, uh, uh, a program that uh, focused more on nutrition, uh, athletic, not athletic ability, but strength and conditioning, and I would say technical know-how. Whereas I felt like HBCUs always specialized in speed. And when we saw that, especially in football, we were like, oh, we're in a different game. And in yeah. basketball, you know, it's more, you know, they use big, they, they, they just play that run and gun style that we see up and down the court in HBCU style just didn't work at the CAA. And we, 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 that's why we were in dead last this year. Yeah. Um, quarterback play. You mentioned yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I think Swack, Miak, well, at least at least um we, we've seen improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even, even with Shador leaving, you've got yeah. uh Musa at, at FAMU, um yeah. body at Texas Southern, which is ironically, he, he, they they got a transfer quarterback that coming in that's talking about maybe pushing him for that job. Yeah. Um Alcorn State got uh Tyler Macon. Yeah. Um, um Davis at Alabama State. Uh, yeah. Can't can't forget Richard uh, Richard at North Carolina Central. Uh, yeah. Hey, the way that boy, oh, yeah. hey, the way that boy yeah. play, you got to Richard. Yeah. Yep. He is I, good. I seen him live here. Yep. Yeah. So but you it, know what? It, no, it's go just, ahead, go ahead. Yeah. no, no. I was just gonna say it's just I, I think, and I understand what you're saying. Um, I think that day is changing, and I think it's yeah. a, a, especially with transfer portal. Yeah. Um. Um, 
albeit, you know, yeah. with with what we say about um with Dion, he yeah. did kind of raise the level of play a little yeah. bit. Uh, so I and the notoriety. So a lot of people are like, you know what? I can't go to an HBCU and still mm-hmm. get get seen. So mm-hmm. I think it that change is coming and it's it's gonna be. You know, what I'm saying it, it's, it's still resources and stuff. It's going, you yeah. know, so the nutritional part. Yeah. So oh, right. that's a huge part because, yeah. like, we when just by us going to some of these other um other universities, and you could just kind of walk through and you kind of see they got smoothie bars, they got Jamba Juice uh things, and you just power like, stations for the power stations. <laughs> Too <You're> like, <laughs> You know, the, the students get access to food 24 hours a day. And we're just kind of looking at, like, I'm surprised y'all are even competitive with them, you know? Yeah. But No, this all uh, matters, right? I mean, you look, matters. At, look at it the matters. offensive, uh, any offensive defensive side of the ball. Like, if you've got, you know, all the schools have your traditional quarterbacks, coach, yeah. lineman, coach. Yeah. But then when you have six quality control coaches oh. versus yeah. one, yeah. That coach is gonna find that one thing. Yeah. Yeah. That one, okay, if they're in this, you know, they're gonna find mm-hmm. that one weakness you have, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna execute. Versus yeah. when we don't have that, mm-hmm. we don't have that. That that's where it 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 matters. Like yeah, that's yeah. where the quarterbacks can really be efficient. Okay, that guy's gonna be right there on this play, this hash, this second. We know his tendencies. They got the yeah. advanced statistics packages. Yeah. They got the analytics, all that stuff. <laughs> you know, we don't necessarily have all that so that yeah that's where it, it pays off like even i was watching um you know they have the network uh the espn stuff miac and uh ca has the flow but they also have a cbs tv sports package yeah and mm-hmm. every now and then i just look up and there'd be a caa game on cbs mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. towards the end of the season it was um hofstra and unc wilmington and both of those teams had like over 20 wins. And I was just watching the guys like, damn, this is good basketball. <laughs> like, from, like it was well played. And neither one of those teams won the conference. Like they challenged yeah. each other. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just just I, you know a I, lot I, more and you see the result from us, right? We have an upgrade. Mm, <laughs> they, yeah. You know, but all that little yeah. stuff, man, it, it, yeah. it adds up, you know. Yeah. Without it, without and and I understand, I still would have loved to have seen Hampton in the MEAC tournament this year. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Hey, that, oh, absolutely. And, I, and I, I've been I've been saying it since last week. Mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody say. Argue with your mama. The SWAT and MEAC men's and women tournament mm-hmm. by far the best yeah. uh, D one tournaments on both sides. Oh, all the, game, oh, all the oh. games were competitive. Yeah, yeah. Came down last second shots, or, or you know, mm-hmm. saying somebody getting upset, and you like, oh, I didn't see that happening. Yeah, you know. So it was like those games were just phenomenal. I, I don't care if nobody say. Um, Adam chimes in yeah. again. He said, one more yeah. question. Adam, I, throw, yeah. any question you got, Adam, throw them out there. We're going to put them up. He says, uh, in y'all, uh, how much did the role, how much of a role did the situations at uh, Winston-Salem and Savannah State play in the fi- uh, final decision to move? Uh, those two were a part of Dr. Campbell's point. Oh, I would say zero um, because – Savannah State, you know, they're below. They're they're, they're um southwest southeast Georgia, and Hampton hated traveling down there, you know. And Savannah State going all the way up to Delaware State to play, you know, 
it was just wasn't economically viable for Savannah State to be in the MEAC, honestly. So we kind of saw that from we saw the writing on the wall from that from the jump. Uh, Winston Salem State, I mean, Reek is in North Carolina, and I have a fan, I have family members that uh, that work at Winston Salem State. They were telling us from the jump that it, they knew it was a mistake because the school had no money. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to. You should not have to uh, borrow money just to try to move up to go to Division One. So I think Hampton just kind of saw it as you know that was just their attempt to move up, and it just it had zero zero influence. Yeah, like Jeff said, even Hampton tried to been trying to get out the Miac since '96. So. <laughs> zero zero yeah they always laugh you want to laugh and we were legit asked if we could join the acc i mean just <laughs> the audacity i mean you know i mean dr harvey said dreaming no small dreams but i wouldn't went that far when he asked him in 90 what 99 <laughs> that was so dumb yeah all right this is a good one <laughs> Atticus bonds here we go i see it what does Jadis, Jadakiss Bonds bring, bring to an NFL roster? Because uh, so we had uh, before we we had uh, um, Gerald Huggins, uh, the second or the third. I'm sorry, like Jim, Junior. Stuff, he's yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. We had him good. on talking after the um, Legacy Bowl, just about you know prospects and stuff. He talked about Jadakiss Bonds a lot. Yeah. Um. So tell us about what does he bring to an NFL roster? Ooh. Well, I would say this. First of all, that young man is a dog, for real. Mm. And he actually snuck up on us because we were looking at another receiver his freshman year, and his very first pass that we saw him caught, catch was an 80-yarder. You know, mm. it was on – I think it was a blowout game. I think we were playing uh, Shaw, and he just caught, like, an 80-yarder, t- took it to the house, and we were like, who is this guy? And – I would say what he brings is he's for his size. He has a huge catch radius. That's one. He's he's deceptively fast. That's two. He's a red zone guy. That's three. And he runs good routes. That's four. And the last one to me, I think is the most underrated. He loves blocking. Mm. So, and it's like, and he's a team guy. You know, he literally could have left and moved and went to a bigger program. His junior is, is what his senior year, but he stayed, and he just had a commitment to being at Hampton. And I mean, <clears throat> I I just think I just think the world of that young man. You know, he could have left when he wanted to, but he's just a good character and a good locker room guy. So, I mean, he brings a lot. He brings those five things that I said. Yeah, yeah, um, he's legit. Yeah, all right. I want to talk a little basketball before we get up out of here. Uh, <laughs> basketball. And I got uh, – before I even get going in basketball, I want to say happy birthday to Vivian C. Stream. Oh. Uh, or C. Vivian. Yeah. I'm, I'm no, it's okay. Baby. But um, – and we talked about her in the 1982 uh, Cheney State team. Mm. That team, it was so – it was so much behind how good they were. Uh, none of those players were on scholarship. She coached that team and was not getting paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and for them to do what they did, they were co- they constantly disrespected that entire tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And for her to do what she did, you know, and, and to have the legacy that she's had, the first black woman to reach 800 wins. Uh, so congrats, happy birthday to her. Um, and then somebody brought up about the Don Imus comment. And they talked about that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, but I want to talk about NCAA. Um and everything going on right now. And this is a little bit away from Hampton, but still, still kind of. Um, so we see Southern women, um, Texas Southern men, uh, Howard men today. And I, I know y'all talked about that earlier a little mm. bit. Um, and who else? Uh, Alcorn in the NIT. Um, they all got beat first mm. round. Um, and you can kind of, you know, say what you want, uh, you know, about, oh, well, you know, you know, they just got beat, you know, better team. But did the NCAA even do them any favors by putting them? Uh, basically, it feels like to me when HBCUs come up, they're not seated as um, look at your record, look who you've played. I will seat you as 13 or 14 seed. It's almost like automatically. Who is this? Mm-hmm. HBCU 16 seed, mm-hmm. 15 seed, automatically. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what? I mean, I think a lot of it. I would say for them, technically, they look at that RPI. Well, I know for Hampton, Hampton plays a. We a gonna part. go there too, and give me a second. We going there too. Uh, <laughs> Hampton plays uh, what Mid Atlantic Christian every year. Uh, Reek several, several D twos. Several D2s. Like, honestly, when we won, I think our last tournament appearance was, what, uh, UVA? And when we, we we were lucky to get a 16th. I mean, we won, um, and we were lucky because we played, like, four D2 programs. So, I mean, from looking from a Hampton perspective, uh, we got over by, uh, we got padded wins, and you know, that I was in, so we still do it now. So that's just from our Hampton perspective. But well, uh, you go let ahead. me ask a question. So about those seedings, like I think certain years we do get robbed. I remember a couple of years ago, uh Central. Yes. They, they should have got like a 14 or a 13 C, but I think no. they got a 14C, right? They did get a 14 C one year. But they they uh, should There was another year where they were they good enough. A- they got a 15 or, yeah, they got a 15. Yeah, which, they should have got a lot higher. So sometimes we do get robbed, but, I mean, we got to do better. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, that's the problem. I mean, you know, we, we have to we we have to do better top mm-hmm. to bottom in the conference. Mm-hmm. Our best mm-hmm. schools yeah. are good. Yeah. Yes. But our worst schools are not good. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And the RBI matters. And it just drops you down. Like, you know, I think if you play, if our best schools were able to play up, um, that would help. But I mean, our conference rankings, for whatever that's worth, is just not good. I'm glad you said that. And that's gonna take me to to Aunt, Aunt's point about Grambling getting raw to anybody of an NITB. And I'm I'm gonna I'm do you one better. I think Grambling got raw of an NCAA bid. Here's why I say that. They played Colorado and beat them. Mm. They played uh, UTSA and beat them by 20. Mm-hmm. They played uh, Vanderbilt, beat them by two. 
Uh, then they got some, you know, saying other losses in here, uh, where they got, you know, uh, but then they went through the swag and, and basically were, were co-champs and lost in the championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for all intents and purposes, um, the swag as a whole playing against that whole pack 12, uh, series, the, the swag showed up and had a lot of big wins. Mm-hmm. Um, Grambling stood out, you know, saying just because of the wins they had, they didn't get an NIT bid. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackson State women, um, I, mm-hmm. they got an NIT bid. Possibly could were they good enough to get a uh, because I they had some some. P5 wins as well. Oh, no, no. They had some really good wins. You know, I ain't going to undersell them. They had some good wins. Yep. So, so it's like, the, no matter, it's, it's, you're not good enough to, yeah, be on this side. And yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, that's, that's, that's what bothers me. Cause it's like, no matter what you, you know, say 15 to lower, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We don't even look yeah. at you for nothing else. But you know, it's like, I think some of the times it's like, we don't have representation in that, in the selection committee. And we actually did our last athletic director was on the selection committee, but our programs were so bad. He couldn't even vouch for our program. So I, uh, it's like, Sometimes I do think we need advocates within those rooms as well. Yeah, I agree. What was going? I'm looking up Grambling's record now. I didn't. I didn't uh, uh, shoot, they only had single digit losses. Uh, yeah. a single digit loss. Uh, they were That's a good record. Yeah, yeah. With, with some with some <laughs> some decent wins and Ant put you know saying I put it up to uh, read it to the uh, audio on it. It says uh, both Colorado and Vanderbilt got NIT bids but lost <laughs> to Grambling. Mm. Man, so if Grambling would have beat Texas Southern, they might have gotten a good seat. They yeah, yeah. they got a, they got a, they would have got the automatic. They you know what I'm saying 14, they 15. Been a 15 or at least a 15 yeah. or 14. And, 24 9. I mean, but you know, in, in life in general, we never get the benefit of the doubt. Like absolutely not. Be, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Always gotta be perfect, bro. Close to it. It's like um, it's like when Norfolk State won a few games in that NIT, you know, bid. You know, everybody kind of looked at them like, what in the world did this happen? We were like, no, they were a good program. Yeah. So, hey, well, you, Jeff, you know my my contra- controversial idea about HBCUs and sports. Like, I, I think we should all drop down to Division Two and do our oh, own thing. We, we've been That's saying that. that for years. But, you know what, this is my whole thing. I, You know, no, we've been wanting Hampton to drop down forever. But then I think if HBCUs did that, then I think other people, I think our administrations and our fans would definitely lose interest, you know. You know. It's funny you say that. Division two. Yeah. Tuskegee women oh, had a phenomenal season. Yeah. Got placed against the number one seed. Stop it. Tuskegee men, phenomenal season. Got placed against number one seed and lost by four points or something like that. So, but, uh, Virginia, I, I forget other teams. Uh, uh, Tugaloo, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, same yeah. situation, but Tugaloo yeah. ended up went going on to the quarterfinals. Yeah. Um, and um, Langston, I think, was kind of in a similar yeah. situation and they ended up losing in the quarterfinals as well. So, it, it, it's like even if they're in division two, yeah, you're, you're still getting, yeah, oh, 
Oh, I'm saying, saying on top of that, do our own thing, have our own tournament. Oh no, no, I get, I get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got, yeah. we got like six divisions. Yeah, and, I, and I mean, I, you know, I love that idea. I really love that idea. But our own, my only thing that holds it back is our own people because, like, a lot of us don't still don't legitimize the celebration ball. You know, they're like, oh, I'd rather play in the playoffs. I'd rather play in the playoffs. Yeah, I had to, uh, that goes back to my my looking at HBCU situations with PWIIs because yeah. it wasn't until Doctor Cavill uh, mm-hmm. kind of broke down the cost matrix of what it costs because. Mm-hmm. D2 play well FCS. I'm not gonna say D2. Sure. FCS playoffs is completely different mm-hmm. from FBS because uh FBS, you make the playoffs in FBS, mm-hmm. they're paying you to come. Mm-hmm. FCS, you've got to pay to even host the site, yeah, pay to go, and you don't get paid. Mm-hmm. Some Mo Carter mm-hmm. came on the show and, and told us this, and I we we I could have I could have hit the flow. You host a you you host a FCS playoff game. Seventy five percent of the ticket sales go to the uh, NCAA. <laughs> and you know what, Reek? We hosted two playoff games. One we lost to Richmond, and the other one we lost in what to New Maine. Hampshire. No, yeah, Maine, New Maine, 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 yeah, and like. You mean to tell me Dr. Harvey saw that money just walk out of his stadium and go to the NCAA? Jeez. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he did, unfortunately. Well, well I, I, you know what? I, I don't know about, yeah. you know what I'm saying, back then, you know, because yeah. it was, you know. Yeah. But now with the FCS and FBS, yeah. it's, yeah. yeah. Um, Chuck says, uh, Tougaloo men are playing great. They were playing great. Unfortunately, they did lose. Yeah. Um Ant says, uh, we can broadcast it on BET when Diddy, Tyler Perry, Byron Allen, or somebody buys it. Um, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I, 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 I I got my own theories about that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I do want to throw the, you know what I'm saying, it's a couple of quick hitter stories, uh, sure. and then we can get ready to get up out of here. Uh, sure. Have y'all seen the, the, and this happened probably, I think, a week and a half ago or something like that. Um, Mississippi Valley State baseball, Mississippi Valley State versus you oh, know, a yeah. horrible call. Yeah. Um, umpire yeah. makes a terrible call, you know, saying calls a uh, uh, the mm-hmm. ball was low, calls it a, a strike. Mississippi mm-hmm. Valley player kind of relax, you know, Mississippi Valley yeah. State player reacts, uh, gets back in the box. They then throw pitches another pitch that is clearly in the mm-hmm. other batter box. The umpire mm-hmm. rings them up. Ends the game. Uh, that umpire has been suspended, um, yeah. indefinitely and, and rightfully so. Um, but yeah, uh, that goes they back to he that. just wanted to go home. He said he's waiting for anyone misses an airplane or something like that. Man. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was it's, egregious, man. It wasn't, it was, <laughs> I, I'm like, no, no. It was just it was abominable, and at the same time, though. Is I can't, I can't believe people actually do that, you know, just yeah. something that dumb. Yeah, yeah. Um, last in baseball, uh, former Southern University pitcher Jose De Leon mm-hmm. threw five and two thirds innings of a hitless scoreless game. Um, in five and two third hitless scoreless innings, um, had ten strikeouts. Um, it was historic because it was a combined perfect game. 
for Puerto Rico. So mm-hmm. congratulations to him. Um, and last story, J.R. Smith, one of my favorites. Uh, J.R. Smith, he getting a documentary about his golf career at North Carolina a and I think they said April 4th is supposed to premiere on uh, Amazon Prime. So, mm-hmm. man, shout out to him. Amazon Prime getting everybody, you know what I'm saying? All the HBCUs a documentary. So, uh, they, they understand that I think that, you know, and I hate to bring it up, it's like because I feel like he don't deserve HBCU culture. But, you know, the minute that dude walked in here and people started following him, y'all know what I'm talking about, he kind of opened up another avenue for people to see HBCUs in a different light. But I'm not saying his name. DDRs. But, uh Aunt Marshall said, uh, how is Monet? That's because we we talked about her during Black History Month. How is Monet and the rest of Hampton Softball uh doing? So she started off on fire. Mm-hmm. They they were on fire. Then COVID hit. Yeah, and then yeah, we yeah. COVID hit, and uh the the coach that brought her in ended up getting a job at Georgia State, which is uh, the FBS program. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. she took a lot of the great players with her. So they are, I mean, they're okay. They're kind of, you know, lower to middle of the pack team. But I think what, she, like, she as a student is rocking. She has a little TV show and her little radio show booming. Oh, that's dope. Oh, you're going to see her. She, she's, you're going to see her on ESPN, like, when she's done, so... Yeah, Hampton has a, a really good journalism program with the Scripps Howard um, yeah. stuff, and okay. a lot of folks come out of there yeah. and go straight into broadcasting. Yeah, she's been I on that from day one, like from day one. I was there years. first. I was I was that first class, uh, first uh, Scripps Howard class that came out, and yeah, it's it's good and it's gotten better. So yeah, yeah. okay. That's what's up, man. That's dope. Uh, Scripps, how? Let me ask you, Scripps, is that anything related to the uh, spelling bee? It is. So I would say that Scripps Howard is like it's it's an entity. It's like a it's like um how should I say? It's a pu- almost like a publishing house that uh, only certain universities get. So if it's like um. If let's say Price Waterhouse Coopers wanted to sponsor our business department, and then they'll have Price, you know, Waterhouse Coopers School of Business, and they only have maybe five universities that they're under. It's the same way with Scripps Howard. Okay, that's dope. That's dope, fellas. Then plan to keep y'all this long. I want to thank y'all for working with me through the technical difficulties. Appreciate y'all for coming on, kind of clearing the air on a lot of things. Uh, tell tell the people where they can find y'all, man. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, we're at uh, W. We're on all social media. Look for us on um, search for HU Piratship. We're at the www.hupiratship.com uh, where we talk about the pirates. Um, yeah, you know we we would love to come back. Uh, Hampton plays Grambling in New York in September. Yep. It'll be a good time yeah. to come back and talk and, to y'all. And who is that that on Twitter? Yard Talk HBCU. Yeah, yeah. 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 Put her on there too. <laughs> no, 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 you got it. You got Maybe. it. <laughs> Baby, I don't know if I want to. No, I don't want to talk to her because real talk. I mean, even though we undefeated with Grambling, we ain't got a good feeling about that shit right now. So. <laughs> 
Hey, uh, man, shout out to Yard Talk, man. She, uh, yeah. she, she'll stir it up with anybody, oh, but she, she, I, but she, but she'll, yeah. she, I, like I, like I talked about early, man, yeah. she for everybody. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah we, we, that came out, that came her. out wrong. I didn't mean yeah. that. In the, <laughs> she supports no. all ACUs, yeah. yeah. man. Shout out yeah. to her, man. Shout uh, out. Yeah. She does a good job, not really. Uh, yeah, we, we, we gonna have to bring y'all on sooner than that, man, because we are gonna do a, yeah. uh, a season breakdown of all, you know, try to get, you know, some HBCU teams and stuff, man. So have, yeah. have y'all come on and talk about that too. Okay. So. Absolutely, man. absolutely, yeah. So you can find us on Spotify on H Empire Ship too. So we we around. We've yeah. been doing this for what almost what almost ten years, Reed. Yeah, ten years. Yeah. Oh, that's Ten years, so yeah. So, so, man, like I said, man, we appreciate y'all. Aunt came through and uh said, "Hey, appreciate y'all for coming through." Um, <laughs> uh, hey, y'all said he said, "Let's do it. We're gonna get <laughs> on." <laughs> Absolutely. All right, hey, y'all, take it easy. Thanks, Cool Bear. All right, appreciate y'all. Hey, I, I got something for y'all. We gonna, you know, what I'm saying okay. we always leave out, you know, what I'm saying the, the, okay. the outro and stuff. Okay. This one for y'all, man. Y'all, y'all will recognize this. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.